yes, yes. Welcome once again. The Off The Cuff Podcast. Yep, Myself, yep. False Forever, Mr. Vans. A good one's conversation, never hurt anyone. Hashtag Off The Cuff. Episode 30. And we're doing things a little bit different this week. We've got a, an esteemed gentleman in our midst. <laughs> Someone I've been interested in talking to for a little while. He giggles. <laughs> um, Aaron Wallace. Yes. Say hello to the people for us. Hello, 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 Aaron here. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, by the way. No, nah, nah, man, welcome, man. Pleasure's all ours. Um, I'll let you, I'll let you speak. Give the people a rundown um, for people that don't know um, exactly who you are and uh, why I've got you down here today, essentially. All right, cool. So um, I am, without sounding too big-headed... I love this. When people, when people, have, to, when people have to describe themselves, I love this. It's hard to sound modest, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm, I've launched the UK's first black-owned men's grooming brand and it's called sheer and shine and the idea came out of my barber shop which we opened in 2014 yeah and um yeah so we've kind of launched it in january and since then things have just been kind of so january of this year yeah january of this year we literally launched well the product range Mm. that is we launched january of this year and um yeah it's literally just been pretty crazy since that's sick, man. And what's the uh, barbershop called? Um, the barbershop's Sheer and Sign as well. Okay, yeah. so it's the same, goes by the same name. Yeah, everything's same brand, same brand. So kind of thing yeah. together. So um, like I, I, read, I read your article with mm. SBTV. That's okay. where I first, yeah. in terms of print, I've heard, I was hearing yeah. like word of mouth here and there, but I didn't know what was really going. I was like, mm. there's a product out there. Yeah. Um, And I've been really interested to sit down and talk with you. Mm. First thing I wanted to ask you is, why business? Like everyone... Mm. Especially, I'm from South London. Mm. You're from around the corner from me. Without generalising, football, mm. rap, mm. other people, extracurricular activities, get in mm. trouble. Mm. Why business? Why business? That's a very good question, you know. Um, I mean, for me, my my background was in music. Um, I used to make a lot of music and as an artist, yeah. um, releasing stuff on the mark, kind of independently. And... Um, but when I was, you know, a bit younger in school and stuff, I did study a bit of business studies and I felt that I had lots of different skills, a dif- lots of different skill sets that I was able to use. And for the f- kind of a lot of my life, I'd focused on the more creative side of things. Okay, yeah. And um, now I felt that like after I released my album, I think it was in 2012, 2013, and I felt that that was one of my main goals in life was to record my album, um, have a body of work, which was mine that mm. I wrote and produced half of it myself. And this is, this is kind of my legacy kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, um, after I done that and released that and made money from that, I was like, okay, do you know what I mean? I kind of, I've, I've done that now. On to the next. On to, like, yeah. What, what, what mm. next? And then, um, I've, I'd always always had business ideas in my head, but I'd never kind of implemented any of them or kind of actually actually put the work in to kind of get any of them off the ground. So mm. uh, my business partner, Lena, she started Start Young Global and watching her do that, I was like, oh, I've always wanted to start my business. Let me help her to kind of get it going and get, get it running. So I yeah. kind of jumped in and I was helping her here, helping her there. Was that like a little way of you getting almost like a work experience? Yeah, slightly. Sli- mm. Well, it was more, more. I found it interesting and I mm. found it really, really exciting and I was helping her do so much stuff that I kind of ended up just joining the team what, as, what like a co- doing, yeah. as a co-founder 
And um, from that, we kind of set up loads of exhibitions for young entrepreneurs, mm. put on award shows and things like that. And then, um, yeah, eventually I was like, you know what? Uh, uh, at the time, I was working for the Prince's Trust. And when my contract came to an end, I was I had a choice of either, you know, staying there and um, going into another department. Yeah. Or kind of just going full time with the with the business, and I thought, you know what, like I want to just do the business, like be an entrepreneur and and take it as far as I can take it. Was a I little mean? bit of that look. I see a lot of, with a lot of guys was a little bit of that the chance to be your own boss. I know everyone dreams yeah. of not mm. answering to no one. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a large part of it because a lot of the times, like you think, oh, I want to get out of the rat race. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be, I don't want to have to go to work. Do you know what mm. I mean? I want to feel like. If I wake up one day and I feel really tired, I can actually take the sure. day off. That was my initial way of thinking mm. when I kind of, that was part of my I initial bet way now of you thinking. can't even take any days off. Exactly, you get that's the thing. Like when, when you're on the outside looking in, it's a whole different concept. It's yeah. the same way when you see like a, your favourite music artist. When you're on the outside looking in, you're like, oh, I wish I could have that kind of mm. life. Or whatever. But then when you when actually do it. inside, you know mm. what I mean? Like you don't realise all the work that goes into when you see chip or tiny tempo you don't see all of the work that yeah, they've yeah. put into getting there like yeah, yeah, it's just definitely. as stressful as a night it's more stressful than a nine to five to get yeah, to where yeah, they yeah. are you know and especially I mean? because like you being a boss everyone kind of relies on you exactly whereas like whereas if you were just working a regular nine to five mm. you know you no one really has exactly to, like when you when you're working your nine to five and you have those lazy days you just come into work and then you just work, leave you bounce you're on facebook all day and, <laughs> and then you get your check like just, you're cool just scrolling up the timeline shout out to lena though she's in the building yeah lena's here she's lena's doing she's here. doing the quiet things i'm, I'm in the corner yes. keep it cute <laughs> corner <laughs> keeping it cute and that i think we're moving moving quite quickly um so you were doing music yeah rapping singing um singing 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 um vocals um, a little bit of production, a little bit of piano, but um, mostly singing, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, so like R&B, R&B. kind of style. Like my style was very like nineties R and B influenced. Okay. So singing love songs, strictly for the ladies. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I used to sing about yeah love songs and um, kind of just relationship like issues that I kind of that was mm. relative to me. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like. Mm. Um, I weren't exactly going to be like singing about things that are not my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I sing about my own experiences and yeah. Something that, you know, your everyday guy can relate to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's face it. We do go through the same kind of things. Like, you know, when R&B always had that, um, you know, that connotation of you being you know the soft guy like mm. you know just, just that guy yeah, who's always I, vulnerable like in love or yeah. crying over a <laughs> missus like was that your angle well, is, is that how you're going at things no nah, i mean i wouldn't go that deep but i mean <laughs> i would say that i i'll keep it real do you know what i mean like i mean i think a lot of music nowadays we say we're keeping it real but we're not keeping it real because everyone's putting on a facade do you know mm. what i mean everyone's putting on a facade of ah i'm the most macho i'm the most this i'm the most alpha or um, can I swear on this show? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Like, right. you know, off the yeah, cuff. Bitches, Anything. strippers, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like nowadays, like, um, singers nowadays sing more about bitches than rappers. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's the kind yeah, of whole... Yeah, there's no romance the in like, today's there's, there's R&B. No more, no he, loves that, he loves that conversation. That's that's his angle right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that's where we're at now. You, yeah. Our, our rappers sing mm. and our singers rap. Mm. Like, and we're getting a lot of that now. And I mean, there's not much... I can't really think of many 
love songs or mm. romance songs or any songs that are kind of just promoting anything or even like, romantic. Whose fault is that? Even, is that, even is that us proper or is that the vocalists, girls, like proper R and B vocalists, like you don't really get that yeah, in today's there's music. Not, there's not a lot there's because not. they're focused on like rapping with a melody mm. rather than actually mm. like I can't hear no range, no rhymes, no nothing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's. It's it's basically like there's there's a very fine line between rapper and singer now. Mm, because yeah. my favorite R and B artist, I mm. can't really sing their songs because it's too difficult to sing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like yeah, nowadays, yeah. I'm like I, I, I can hold my own in it. I yeah. can hold a little note or mm. two. Like I can mm. I could do that. But mm. but you know, it's, it's yeah. what the people want in it. We're, mean, we're yeah. in that turn up culture. So mm. yeah, that's that's and that's the thing. That's that's the culture that we're in right now. And like. Mm. I mean, I don't see anything wrong. I think it just is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Music always evolves. Do you think so, like if you are still making music, you'll kind of lean over towards that side or would you um, still keep it? If I was to make music now, I'd probably, I would take an influence from what I'm hearing now because that's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you, you You're are around it, you can't escape like, it. Yeah, you are. You take, as an artist, you take what you hear, mm. you take what you experience and then you make it your own. Mm. That's how I perceive music yeah so i would take some of the influences that i'm hearing now and i would add my what makes me me to that mm. do you know mm. what i mean so um yeah i mean but is that part of the reason essentially why you kind of you said you did that your goal was to just get the album recorded and get it out there so once that mm. was done it was mm. also a part of that you're seeing all the things out there you're not really mixing or mingling mm. with what like what's going on out there you know what you'd like to do mm. everyone's kind of different thing let me kind of I mean I've always felt like there's there's a niche for everything and it kind of depends on on your personal goals yeah like if your personal goal is to become like worldwide massive successful quote-unquote successful like say a Chris Brown or whatever of course yeah. then you have to look at what's current and you have to make music that's current to what touch people all are different hearing. markets yeah whereas if you're literally just a musician and you just like to make music you're just a creative person and this is your craft then you will have your niche you will have people that will also gravitate towards your sound yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can still a make a living you might not be a superstar mm. but you can make enough money to live off yeah. of, and of your talent and you your know craft. what not everyone wants to be a superstar exactly not exactly. everyone like, not everyone wants ending. to be comfortable mm. at least like if you can you know make a living doing what you love mm then yeah. a lot of people are fine with that. Yeah, like, I mean, not everyone could be a superstar at exactly. the end of the day. I mean, that was my attitude towards it. I mean, what, when I what was... What name did you go by? Um, just by my name. Aaron, Aaron Wallace. Wallace. Yeah, so it's if I, if I, if I, if I very look to find yeah, <laughs> proper R&B. If I look to find it, can I, could I still find some music um, out there? Probably. Yeah? Yeah, probably. I'm sure there's some stuff on YouTube. But yeah, yeah. Lena's grinning now. Is this going to help or hurt the brand if I go and find <laughs> some <of the> music? <laughs> <laughs> No, man, it will help, man. It's it will cool. help, yeah? It's cool, man. You can spin a track one day. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Well, speaking of niches, of course, mm. um, you're the face of the first black-owned male grooming product. Mm. And that itself is a niche. I went to look, mm. I was telling you earlier before we start recording, mm. just to, for research purposes, mm. just to find out and see what else is actually on the market. Mm. And it pretty much seems you're the only... Yeah. Was that intentional or did you kind of just fall into that? I fell into it, bruv, to be honest. I mean, like... For all I know, there could be someone mm. else obscure out there. But you've owned it. Listen, we've listen. We've searched. Like we've done a lot of research, and yeah. we haven't been able to find anyone. Mm. Not that's black owned. Um, and and catering to men. And catering to, to men. Black males. Yeah. Yeah. Catering yeah. to men and black owned. Like mm. the only yeah, other and like in the UK. Yeah, yeah, you know? in the UK because like. 
The only other, you know, black male um, grooming product that I've heard of is Bevel. That's in the United States. Yeah, Bevel. That's like a and they're, they're quite recent. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they're they're doing very big things out there. Bevel, um, Tristan Walker. Yeah. And um, yeah, like you said, they're they're more on the shaving, shaving system. Yeah, shaving yeah, shaving thing. side of things. Because um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to. Sorry, to, I didn't want to compare. Yeah. But like when I was, that's the only other thing that's abroad. Yeah. Because we do podcasts, a lot of the podcasts that mm-hmm. are out there, he actually sponsors a lot of those podcasts. So mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why yeah. I actually heard of their product and yeah, their brand exactly, and what they've yeah. been doing. Yeah, I mean, I've we've been getting a lot of comparisons to Bevel. Mm. So it's not it's not the first time. Do you know what mm. I mean? We can get, but to me that's a compliment. Yeah. Because Bevel are doing very good things and mm. they're very they're they're a very good brand. Like. Yeah. Um. So to me, I take that as a compliment. But um. Yeah. Like I said, they're more on the shaving kind of, mm. uh, shaving kind of stuff. We're more on the hair care and skin care and that kind of angle. But um. Yeah. A lot of these brands that we, that I initially thought was mm. black owned. Um. Like Mizani and. Um, what was the other one? Dark and lovely. And yeah, Dark yeah. And lovely. yeah. Um, I mean, you would think so because, yeah, like, you'd think you know, so. there's always a black face on the boxes and stuff, but it's not. But I always find owned. that when they when they are um, that widely and readily available, mm. you'd be surprised that it's even if I, yeah. I've got a drinks brand that I've, um, if I mention name, mm. um, a few friends of mine run their agency stuff for them, so mm. all, the, all the creative stuff, mm. something that we all have in our house households, mm. not black owned. Mm. you'd be extremely uh, surprised and then it kind of makes sense when you see certain advertisements and certain about. things so yeah yeah that one surprised me as well mm. that one surprised me There's that one lot. actually hurt a little bit <laughs> like it hurt a tiny mm. bit Is that, and they're based in Scotland yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah. that one you're talking about yeah and even a lot of the magazines a lot mm. of the um, uh, black magazines that we know mm. not black owned so yeah, I mean, I didn't know until I started until I started um, looking into it for myself and doing the research. I didn't know a lot of these things. Listen, hashtag support black businesses. Yeah, it's needed. It it's, is needed. It's, it's definitely needed, it man. Is like needed. I was, you know what? Like I, I was saying to you before we started recording, I wasn't surprised that you were, you know, the first in the mm. UK to do something like this. Like, but it's something that I've always been thinking about myself because I remember going into a bar, like to my barber, and I was like listen you should start your own grooming thing like it's, mm. it's needed man yeah. seeing all these guys coming into your barbershop with like mad um, razor bumps in their face yeah. and that <laughs> what's going on yeah <laughs> and that's, what's going that's on? i mean like when i when i first had the idea for the barbershop itself mm. that was part of the reason i felt that a lot of the barbershops that i was going to because i was in like you know this whole start young entrepreneur mm. business kind mm. of mindset and um, trying to move in particular circles, like, and trying to just, like, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to have a certain type of mindset, do you know what I mean? You start seeing everything kind of differently. You start mm. seeing opportunities everywhere kind of thing. That's kind of how your mind works. Mm. And, um, I mean, my barbershop that I used to go to was very, like, well-run. It was very nice, mm. very um, professional. But a lot of the barbershops that I would go past, mm. I'd be like, damn, like, who's going, like, who's mm. getting their haircuts? Why is that? I see a that as a conversation out there a lot. Yeah. It's not just like our barbershops, it's our restaurants, mm. it's our nail salons. Mm. Everest, why, why do we have such an issue in regards to, like, customer service, customer care? Because I, I, I know what you're talking about. My yeah. actual barber himself, Yeah. Monday to Wednesday, never going to catch him. Yeah. Thursday to Sunday, even then, it's a stretch. Yeah. And if Saturday's his ideal day and it'll be a case of come when you come. Even if you book an appointment, you arrive, someone's on a chair before you, it's still... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I still yeah, I yeah. still go because he and, cuts my hair. And that's the thing. A lot of people go because that's just... You just do it because there's not really much other choices. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, if there was... 
if there was a barber who was carrying on like that, and then there was a barber like you know two roads away that's professional on point, sheer and shine. That's what you're talking about. Sheer and shine. And also gets gives you a great cut as well. Mm. Yeah. Who are you gonna go to? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's part of it is people kind of when there's no other options and you know that people haven't really got much other options mm. and it's easy to kind of just familiarity yeah you you also got um that thing where a lot of guys are loyal to their barbers mm. so they, they don't want to go nowhere else mm. like, guys no, won't no, cheat no. on their won't cheat on their barber they cheat on their it's all mad it's all it's all mad yeah like, i mean i i experienced that when um when we opened and um, we used to go out flying, giving mm. out flyers and stuff. And we still, I still fly now to this day. Mm. And um, a lot of guys would be like, "Nah, man, nah, no, I'm going cheating on my barber." Very rare. But you know, it's like when you're in an unhappy relationship, yeah. you gotta make that. Eventually, you're gonna step out. You know what I mean? Nah, Eventually. you know what? Like, um, you know, I'm guilty of doing that because, like, there was a certain, um, there was like a, a period, um, in time where my barber was just slacking like mm. like you know when you want to get an early haircut sometimes mm. like on a weekday mm. say if you're you're on your day off and you're like oh, i need an early haircut mm. i was not in the barber shop until 12 o'clock and i'm yeah. like what is this yeah yeah what kind of what used to 12 o'clock me? how can you open the business at 12 o'clock exactly but what what used to annoy me is when um i'll go to a barber shop and let's say like He's giving you a haircut and he say, oh, bruv, can I just, can you just touch up that little bit? <sighs> and you're getting all the kind of Huff attitude. Puffing and puffing and, and puffing and you're like. Sorry, I'm a paying customer. Exactly, what are you doing? Exactly, exactly. And I think that's it. Like a lot of the times, a lot of barbers don't realise these are your customers. These mm. are the people that's keeping your business going. Like, yeah, man, they're keeping I mean? the lights on. Exactly. Mm. These are the people that's keeping the lights on in your business. And I do think that we need to, like, I have seen like we always get this conversation about customer service in black businesses and I do think that there is some truth to that do you know what I mean like mm. I have experienced I'm talking it. like I've got a practice I'm talking about like yeah. personal experience but I do see it as a conversation out there yeah. you see the memes it is like I walk into my, my local Jamaican spot the food's amazing mm. but the attitude it's almost like I've come here to steal mm. I'm giving mm. you my mm. money mm. <laughs> it's, it's something I do see and it's something that I kind of um I really want to make sure that customer service is one of the main things that we focus on. And mm. I'm like, not by no, no means am I saying that we're perfect, you know mm. what I mean? But it's something that we want to focus on and really make sure that each customer, every time you come, like you're getting treated like a customer. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like we're, gra we're grateful to have your customer in the shop. Yeah, if anything, it's going to be, um, it's going to be seen as a rarity because mm. like there's going to be part of the USP essentially yeah, that's, that's going to be saying. for you guys because mm. there's so much scrutiny like um, towards you know black businesses about customer services mm. so then when they come into share and shine they're going to be like wow this is refreshing yeah I yeah. need to come back yeah well that's that's what we're trying to do at share and shine that's good man and we're trying to reflect that in the service that you get from the mm -hmm. um, grooming side of things as yeah. well like Making we're just trying our best. To, I mean, we're still like I said, we only launched in January, so we still have teething problems every now and again. Literally, three just I mean? about come up to three months three old. Months, yeah, to three yeah. The grooming side is very, very new, so we're still having you know odd, odd teething things here and there. We're still learning mm. different things. Like we're still learning bits and bobs as we go. Yeah, that's along. how it is as you go yeah, along. It's all trial and error. Exactly. So. If you're not making mistakes, you're not going to learn. But just touching on business exactly. for a sec. Yeah. You said you are just just started since January. Mm. Um, but it has been a little while in the making. Mm. What are, what have been some of the biggest challenges you faced um, um, starting, especially like a 
uniquely black brand? Um, I mean, it's just, just the usual challenges of starting a business, to be honest. Like, you got to make sure that the, the branding's on point, that everything looks the way you want it to look. You've got to talk to different um, different manufacturers, different retailers, and then you always get that um, struggle of being new being a new business, being a startup, yeah. a lot of company, a lot of the biggest companies, like they might um, see you as a small fry. Do you mm. know what I mean? Fob like they might, yeah, kind of fob thing. you off. Mm. Those kind of things. Um, obviously, when you're a startup, you've got a smaller budget. You haven't got the big budget as, say, like L'Oreal has to mm. kind of say, you know, whip this up by next week. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? And it's kind of harder to put certain demands and certain pressures on manufacturers when you're only ordering a small amount. Mm. You're not priority so, to them, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, so the turnover know? is not as yeah, quick as you would like. Exactly, yeah. So you get all these kind of things. Um, but, I mean, luckily, because I kind of went through a lot of stuff with opening up the shop itself, I found that opening the shop itself was a lot harder in terms of getting it off the ground mm. because um, like landlords didn't want to let you in. Do you know what I mean? They, they Really? What, land, what, were, they, what were their reasons groups. and stuff? Um, some of them didn't even have reasons. Really? Some of, some of them like didn't none. even have reasons. Some of them, like one of them was in um, Lucian mm -hmm. and they literally just, they just didn't want me in there. They just didn't want me to, I had the money, I had the proposal, mm. I had everything in place. And they was like, okay, well, we want to see a, a business plan. We want to see this. We want to see that. And it's like... You're not, borrowing, you're not a bank borrowing money. Yeah, you're, just, you're, not you're a just a landlord. Yeah, you're just a landlord. Like, mm. I shouldn't have to provide all these things. Oh, but, all right, cool. I'll provide all these things. You provide it for them. All right, we've got another hoop for you to jump through. We want to know who's endorsing you. That shows they didn't really want to give it to you because exactly. they said that to you in the hope that you wouldn't have all those Exa things in yeah, place. Exactly, exactly. So I had that a few times. And... Um, yeah, I mean, like, when you're when you're a startup, man, like, there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through. Mm. But once you kind of play the game and jump through these hoops and, l like like you said, along the way, you learn different things. You learn how to manoeuvre different ways. Mm. And then you kind of know what to expect next time and you know, like, shortcuts how to get there. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's so, perseverance. At, at yeah, it is. Day. It is. There's yeah. so much perseverance. Yeah, you build up a lot of determination along the yeah. way. Yeah. Some people... When they see like all the obstacles that they have to go through, sometimes they're just like, oh, let me just turn back mm. rather than, mm. you know, going through those mm. and then achieving their goals. They, mm. They're like, no, nah, I don't need the stress. Exactly. <laughs> you have to be passionate, you know. You have yeah. to be really passionate. You have to be like, because I was passionate. Mm. I was like, I see, I see a, a gap for this. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I see there is a need for this, what I'm mm. doing. So it was more than just a thought or a yeah, dream. Yeah, it and it's like, passionate. And also, once you take that money out, you got that loan. You got to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to make it you work. Gotta make it happen. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's you like you've gone, you've gone too far to turn back now. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to make this work now. Mm. And you got to be so determined mm. that even when you have setbacks, it's like, all right, cool. You you ex you plan for the setbacks. Yeah, you yeah, expect yeah. the setbacks. Listen, Set tomorrow's another day. Mm. No. We always like even now we still have setbacks we mm. still got loads of setbacks we still got loads of hurdles that we're jumping mm. so like you said it's like you know it's it's, rel it's very young mm. it's very young in into into the business so mm. very but it's gonna happen man it's like, got like and that's the, the first 12 months is exactly. most challenging but that's the attitude you gotta have like yeah. my attitude right now is gonna happen mm. it's going to happen like it's going to become a very big brand that's the attitude that you gotta have so when some when you have a setback, it's like okay, cool. That's their loss. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's their. They didn't want to buy into it. That's their loss because it's gonna happen. Mm. This train is gonna move. Yeah. There's, you gotta have that. 
that inevitability, this mm. is going to happen when you're approaching anyone. You have to be very confident and mm. people will read that. Okay, that's cool, man. So talk, talk about um, the product a little bit more. That's what I'm going to touch on. So, because we, we say grooming products, just to give everyone a, a clear yeah. insight. Okay, um, at the moment, we've got a argan infused shampoo, argan and violet infused shampoo. Yeah. Um, a deep cleansing shampoo, which is more for people if you've got like suffer from dry scalp. A lot mm. of um, uh, black guys suffer yeah, from I'm dry scalp. I'm one of them, I've got a little dry yeah. scalp every now and then. Yeah, but a, lot <laughs> us, a lot of us get a dry scalp. Mm. And um, uh, what else? Conditioner, uh, body oils. Our most popular product at the moment is the beard oil. Um, everybody wants the beard gang gang listen I'm ripping patchy beard gang (laughs) (laughs) listen I'm trying to make it develop but I need that sheer and shine man trust (laughs) me trust me I see Aaron like he's just there, man. He's got the nice. He's got the full beard, man. But that's he's the pressure, though. Big. As a man that's working the grooming, he has to have the yeah, haircut on yeah. point. The beard's got to be shape up. Is just mad sharp. Like <laughs> he's got to come proper. Trust me. And do you know what's the joke is when um I done an interview on um uh what was it? I think it was London Live. I done an interview on TV not too long ago, mm. and my, one of my boys from college rang me up. He's mm. like, Aaron, bro, like. Where'd that beard come from, bro? He's like, <laughs> you ain't never had a beard. Like, me and him, we were both baby faces. Yeah. You know what I mean? We ain't never had no beards. Does it encourage growth, though? Because I have. Yeah. So it does encourage growth. Yeah, yeah, Aaron was yeah. like, sheer and shine, baby. Trust me. I was like, I expect to see your order tomorrow, bro. <laughs> 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 I need to see your name on my systems tomorrow. But yeah, no, nah, it does promote growth and um, it also helps to clear the pores in the skin, which allows mm. the hairs, allows like the very fine hairs to kind of start poking through as well. Mm. And then it's got peppermint oil and eucalyptus oil. So you're going to be smelling like a young god out here, like nice and fresh. Yeah. And we sell aftershaves. Mm. Um, what else have we got? What am I missing? Massage oils. Massage oils. Yeah. Hand, hair and body oils. Hand and body okay. oils. That's for the after hours stuff, the massage oils. <laughs> That's for whatever. I don't ask no questions. He just wants to order. Use it for. <laughs> you can use it for provide. whatever. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. It's fine. But um, yeah, and we've we've we're planning to bring out a lot of new stuff to the line as well. I mean, that's what we had to launch with. Mm. But um, like I already, I was already aware. A lot of guys, like you said, suffer from the razor bumps as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaving bumps. So we're we're gonna try and address that. Mm. Um, part of my original plan was to have a skincare product for black skin because mm. I used to have really oily skin mm. and um, a lot of the products I'd see them and I'd be like hmm is this going to work on my type of skin do you know what I mean like it's different that's a challenge I face because mm. I've, got, I've got eczema mm. so with me I can get a flare up any moment I've got mm. to be careful mm. like, you've got to be careful what you put in your skin even from yeah. aftershave what you put in your hair yeah, yeah. yeah most yeah. definitely so these are things that we want to address as well, like, you know, mm. um, different skincare for men because our skin is slightly different to women and obviously it's, slight, it's very different to uh, white skin. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or, or the other races, we've got a lot more melanin and pigmentation and, mm. and our skin is thicker as well. Yeah. So we've got our own issues, you know what I mean? But it's, and this is what was happening in my shop when customers would come in and I'd cut their hair and they'd say, oh, you know, what can I... What can I use? I'm getting really dry hair. What can I use? And um, I think, what kind of products can I think of? And I'm like, I'm not sure, you know, like mm, mm. because even when I go shopping and I'm in boots, I'm looking at the the products on the shelf and I'm thinking, something hmm. like Garnier or something. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> hmm, is it gonna work on my hair? Like I don't know. So mm. I'm trial and error in myself. Mm. 
So that's how I thought, yeah, there's definitely a niche for this. So what's the so, research process like then? Because you named a few, of course, like the, the beer that was the main thing for you guys at the moment. Mm. Like the biggest thing, got quite a few things out there as well. Mm. Mentioned things like your peppermint. Yeah. I was looking on a website, different um, ingredients like eucalyptus. Or, like, mm. What's the process like in terms of finding out what works and what are mm. the best ingredients, essentially? Like, I'm... I'm probably like the practice dummy for everything. Like everything. you're the guinea pig. Like, I'm surprised I still got hair, bro. Because <laughs> everything, everything goes into my hair, and mm. my face, mm. and um, I've got friends and family that you everybody know, wants free stuff, so they'll take a yeah, little sample. Yeah, yeah. so I just, I just use it, and because I got the shop as well. Mm. When when um, friends and family come in for their cuts, I'll be like, ah, oh, let me try this, see if it works. And that's kind of how I find what works and what doesn't. Like. Um, some of our some of our products that we had in the earlier stages, mm. I just felt that it wasn't really good enough to yeah. go take it to market. Okay. So we kind of just discontinued a few things, and we're gonna just add what works and and get rid of what doesn't. That's a wise decision because, like you, as being a boss, you have to make sure that you know all the products are ready, like that you believe that will yeah. um, benefit not not just from a marketing perspective, like mm. a selling uh, perspective. Mm. Um, you got to think about what actually works. Yeah. That will be a benefit because yeah. at the end of the day, in the long run, you want people to come back and exactly. remain that loyal point. to the product. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the main thing. Is like building a lot of, up that brand mm. and for people to know that we are working on quality. Yeah. So we, like, because all the big brands that you see out there, like, you know, on TV, all the L'Oreal's and stuff, they're mm. always like, oh yeah, you know, scientifically proven and mm, stuff like mm. that. Like, is that all a facade or is is, no, is that like I mean, a unique brands, selling point or no these big these big brands like i won't knock them they spend a lot of money mm. on testing and researching and development mm. so like, they're actually they, like in the labs and stuff yeah they've they've got okay. labs they've, they've got a lot of setups like i won't knock them they 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 do do a lot of research into hair and skin and stuff mm. but you know they've they all of their research is focused on their demographic mm. that's that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing do you know what i mean it's Which all focused on their, yeah. on certain types, certain hair types. Yeah. There's not much of that same million pound research going into our hair, t- hair, t- hair types. Mm. But you will see, like, over the next few years, you'll definitely see. Oh, more. yeah, most definitely. I think, yeah. like, especially in our communities, male grooming is, is on the up. Mm. And, you know, I think you guys have launched at the right time mm. because a lot of guys, they're a lot more conscious about how they look and stuff. Mm. So they want to look yeah you know proper and yeah, that like yeah. you know well, i mean i think that like black men have always been well groomed you know mm. like black men we've always kind of looked after ourselves and like yeah it's been it's, it's it's always been very important for us to look good like she, she, i know and shine is there to take us to that next level you don't need no insta filters no more boy you've got you've got a rep right there he wants to work you know give that man a insta filters no more give that man a job he wants a job like you know what it's it's something that we've been waiting for, man. Mm. Like, like I said, man, I spoke to my barber once and I was like, yeah, you should, you know, think about doing it. And he mm. was like, you know what? I thought about it, but like, these guys ain't going to pay. Mm. And I was like, rah. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah. a lot. I think that personally, I think that's a misconception mm. because even when I was opening in the shop, a lot of people said, yeah, but our, our men, because I mean, in the shop, we also do, um, I've got an upstairs to the shop. So we've got a therapist that does like massage and, um, the facials and all that kind of stuff Mm. and a lot of people said yeah but men don't really men aren't aren't really going to spend that money men don't really do all this kind of stuff men do that man I'm like no men do that because if you go Shoreditch you'll see that if you go Soho (laughs) you see that do you know what it is though it depends on the woman around you because I remember for ages I'm like yeah clip my nails 
She's like, why are you getting nails done? And you know, Ooh. when a woman's in your area a little mm. bit, yeah. I found myself in a nail shop. Yeah. <laughs> Polishing them nails, no, yeah? Not polish, a little clean. <laughs> yeah. Getting them clipped, get the feet done. Mm. You've got to be presentable. What I find with men is that men like to look good, but men don't really go out of their way. Do you know mm. what I mean? Men like, like, don't really go out of their way to like, oh, I need to get a facial. I need to get a massage really, mm. and go out of their way for it. But if it's there... Yeah, it's, not, it's not in them, a WhatsApp conversation. You're not yeah, going to say to your boy, oh, yeah. what are you doing today? I'm don't. going for a facial. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're not that deep. But if it's there and someone says, oh, would you like, would you like, Oh, mm. you can get rid- and it's right there in front of you already. Then yeah, yeah. Why not? You know what why I mean? not, man? Yeah, my back. And men, a lot of us, we've got the whole gym culture going on now as well. Mm. So a lot of mm. us are more in the gym. Look good, feel we good. Do football and all these kind of things. So we get muscle strains and mm. all the rest of it. So yeah, why not? And it the makes same, sense. It, it makes it, sense. It benefits you at the end of the day. Like exactly, I mean, you shouldn't have no complaints. Exactly. So coming back to the product side of things, mm. a lot of um, a lot of people have said, "Oh, men won't spend money on grooming," but we do. We spend money on, on where we see value. So we spent like, guys will wear expensive trainers and expensive belts and expensive this, expensive mm. that. So we have, it's not like we haven't got the money. We have the money and we spend it where we see value. Yeah. So when we see value in something that is going to help us, our hair to look good and it's education as well because by shampoo and conditioning your hair makes your trim look fresher. Certain little spoken like a true barber. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's the thing like we and a lot of barber shops don't even shampoo and condition the hair before a trim. Mm. So some customers we we like look if your hair's like you know if it's if it's really dry we'd be like look you 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 might want yeah you don't have to if Mm. you don't want to but it will make your trim look a bit fresher. Do you know what I mean? Like I think clients will appreciate that like when you're mm. getting actual like beneficial tips from Mm. the person that's cutting your hair because. Mm. You think you know your hair because obviously it's on your head, mm. but the barber has that bird's eye view yeah. of your head top and he's yeah. telling you like, right, I think you should. Mm. And you obviously we, we do the research as well. We do. We, yeah, exactly. We're in the industry, so we learn about things that the average person has no really need to go and learn about mm. the follicles in your hair. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're, We'll be able to tell you about certain things. Mm. But as you are in the industry and you're learning, as you're learning quite a lot, what has been yeah. like, or what are the like the biggest misconceptions when it comes to like black hair? Um, I'd say the biggest misconception would would be the razor bumps. A mm. lot of people think that um, the razor bumps is caused by if the barber doesn't clean his clippers or things like that. Whereas the razor bumps is actually caused by when you shave really close to the okay. skin. So if you shave like with a razor blade, you get, we get guys. I've had a few guys that come in and you, and the first thing I do is ask them, "How do you shave?" Mm. And they say, oh, I shave with a razor. Mm. When you shave with a razor, what you're doing is taking off a very, very fine layer of the skin. Okay. So when the hair's growing back, it's, get, it's getting trapped. So is that how you get the ingrown hairs? And, and, that's like the, and then it okay. causes, and our hair is very curly. That's why black men suffer from ingrown hairs a lot more than white men. Yeah. Our hair's very curly naturally. So it curls back on itself and gets stuck inside. Mm. And that's what's causing a lot Removing of the... it's painful. Of the ingrown hairs. Mm. It can be can be so yeah that's that's the biggest misconception. You know, yeah because I, I didn't know that because we always used to have a conversation with me and my boys like oh yeah man i'm not going to that barber no more because mm. like every time i go there razor bumps like mm. so you like so blaming the barber and these times it's, yeah. it's your fault mm. Mm. yeah that's crazy and so yeah like so little things like you know like exfoliating the skin mm. clear it clears out all of the the little pores and the mm. dirt because it's all of, it's the little pores that you don't really see yeah the, um, the little bits of dirt and stuff that gets caught in the pores that's what's keeping stopping the hair from pushing through 
and uh-huh. pushing it back under your skin or um, black people we have oilier skin as well so yeah. that's contributing to the ingrown hairs yeah, all these little oily. things that we're going to try and address in our in our products so well. am I getting the right impression then just by at least like the time it's spending to speak together mm. that it is more than just a hair product essentially it's to encourage you to take better care of your skin yeah. look after yourself it's more of a lifestyle thing as well Yeah. so the guy yeah. that is into the gym loads mm. the guy that wants to be presentable Mm. as well dressed I can imagine down a nice blazer mm. well put together I'm not saying like you, mm. like I'm in a hoodie today that's mm. comfortable swag but yeah. <laughs> I mean but yeah I mean but saying that I can tell you look after yourself at the same time do you know mm. what I mean it's not just it's not necessarily the items of clothing that you're mm. wearing it's it's just someone that takes pride in their appearance yeah. and that's most black men take yeah. pride in their appearance all, all right. of our mums said make sure you look <laughs> in the mirror before mm-hmm. you leave the house mm-hmm. and make sure you look presentable on the street yeah my I mum mean? always used to like like if I if I was to come out the house looking a, a tad bit scruffy, like yeah, she'll send me back and like yeah. tell me to look in the mirror. Yeah, is this how you're gonna present yourself outside yeah. in the streets? Yeah, it's like, yeah, right. I got that as well. Like, oh, <laughs> like, go back upstairs. Because mum, you knows how everyone else is gonna perceive you. Mm. Mm. That's yeah. what it is. Look, like this side, this part of your face is dry. Go back and cream your face. Mm. Yeah, trust that was that was. <laughs> and that's a young boy in you because you don't care. And as you grow old, and you start. Going out more experience. When the girls, when the girls get into the fold, yeah, women play start. a big part. Men, we don't want to admit, but we're always open, and honest here. Women mm. play a major part in, in how we move on a lot of the things we do. Because if we could get away without getting a haircut, most guys wouldn't get a haircut. Let's just be frank and honest. Of course, of course. you just just chill, grow your thing out, and you're good. That's it. That's society doing it. But that's that's men. We're the hunters, so <laughs> we have to look. We have to have the tools to hunt. Yeah, exactly. So is Sheer and Shine like a worldwide? Uh, product is it available everywhere or is it just exclusive um, to the UK we are focusing on mm. the UK our focus has always been we want to conquer the UK first we want to yeah. kind of get our brand established in the UK before yeah. we start to branch are you getting out. Any obscure orders though because yeah people like where's where's yeah. the like the not strangers but the, a place that surprised you that someone's ordered um, from Emirates Dubai Wow, they're big on yeah. their beards out there. So yeah, I was I was surprised to see Dubai, mm. but yeah, because the um, article went so viral, mm. we've been getting orders from America and Dubai and like just all over. But that wasn't the plan, yeah, at all. But we do ship, we do ship out to anywhere. Yeah, I mean that helps. Yeah, that of helps, course. That like, I'm, not, I'm not going to not ship to them <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they're willing to pay. Aaron the, the wants postage. that. He wants that coin. <laughs> Trust me, we've got to get these coins. Trust me. So like his um. Have like the 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 market in the in the UK has mm. it been like receptive? Yeah, they welcomed you. I know there's little there's little big big companies out there. Mm. No, we're still breaking through. You know, mm. I mean the community, our community mm. has accepted. Mm. Our community has been very supportive. Okay, and, so um, who's hard? I always want. I always wonder because we had having a conversation about yeah. um, customer care. We've been, who's mm. been harder to convince the industry mm. or the people? Because you know what we're like. We're like. Yeah, the new no, product. I would I would say the the industry has been harder to convince. Um, I I even tweeted the other day. I said, um, "Black people don't not supporting each other." I can't say that no more. Okay. I can I can't say that okay. personally. So we're changing the narrative slowly. Yeah, have to. I have to change that narrative. I think we all need to start changing that narrative mm. now because the support that we I've had, I didn't expect it. And it's been such a support. Like we've had, I've had so many people sharing the news, sharing the brand. Yeah. People that I don't know from Adams sharing yeah, yeah. the brand. Um, when it first 
uh, it was Mad News that first um, blogged about us. Yeah. And they had around 20,000 shares on their website. That's crazy. Straight away. Crazy. Yeah. I that's... didn't expect that. So um, for us, the community has been really behind and helping us to grow the brand like, rapidly. Yeah. Mm. So now it's just about getting into the larger retailers because we're still seen as a niche. Mm. Especially in this country, we're seen as, as a niche. Um, so now that's the that's our next challenge is getting into the larger retailers and mm. and um, showing them that there is actually a very big demand. That's it, man. Because when I first caught wind, how I first caught wind of um, Sharon Shine, it was mm. Facebook. Mm. I just thought, like, you know, when you have that one person that shares it, and then mm. you see like everyone else just sharing it. Mm. I was like, wow, like, what is this? So I yeah. just clicked on it read up on it and I was like yeah let me share it yeah and then other people started sharing it yeah and I was like right people actually like these are all black people that are sharing it yeah so I think they were actually happy that something like this has come along yeah you know yeah. so and it's like I kind of just stumbled on a massive gap in the mm. market that no one's kind of addressed yet yeah no one's addressed it man no one's tackled tackled it from like a marketing perspective you see a lot of startups they do like a lot of deals and stuff like mm. you know for example like you'll have father's day come up mm. like do you do do you guys do like you know bundles and i think what we're trying to say is <laughs> have you got coupon deals yeah. <laughs> have you got some <laughs> offers listen, listen, <laughs> let's get straight to the point <laughs> well we we said you know because we're trying to establish our brand and because we're going more for quality mm. and kind of like you said the whole lifestyle Mm. We said we're not going to start off doing a whole bunch of 50% off. So yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because we're trying to. Nothing crazy, nothing yeah, crazy. Or all, like, all these kind of coupons and stuff. Like we said, we want to. We know we're confident in our product. It's going to pop. It's going to pop. And our product is worth it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And we want people to invest that money mm. and be happy and be like, yeah, do you know what I mean? I bought. I bought this and I'm happy. I think sometimes with it. people don't really respect the freeness. If you've had to spend yeah. a good bit of money, yeah, yeah. Like what is the beard all about? 13, 14, 13 pounds. Yeah. Grand scheme of things, mm. it's not that much money. It's not that much. It's not, it's that, not much. that much. It's, it's like, not that much. But with, for, with, with the benefits that you get from it. Yeah. But for the people that have bought, have purchased, like we've, we've sent them a little, a little present. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, for the people that have, you know, taken oh, the both punch. grinning hard, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, if you can see Lena's face right now, she's grinning ear to ear because it was her idea. Yeah, that's that why. Yeah, she, that's, one, that's one of the ones that was in the meeting, and it's yeah. like, yeah, she pushed for that one, and, and it's been successful. But we've been focusing. I, I love it because, like, I've, I'm not, I, I'm open to everything. I love all race, different cultures, but mm. I love black stuff. Yeah. Initially, mm. first. Yeah. It's a black brand. Mm. You're getting obviously like orders from. UAE, mm. so from mm. that's those aren't if they're black and brown people, not mm. black predominantly. Mm. Is it compatible? Is it things that other races can use? Because let's let's not. Mm. I want you to be winning out here. Like I yeah. want you, I want to see you getting M's. Yeah, the white market is massive. Yeah, is Sheer and Shine compatible with their skin and their? I mean, they can still use it, mm. just like we can still use theirs. Mm. But the we're focused on us, of course, kind of thing. Like the for, like when we're developing our products. We're kind of, I'm thinking about black us. skin, black yeah, 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 yeah. That's what yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about. That's um, important. It's still, it's still going to be able to, it's not going to burn it, it's not going to, it's not going to corrode <laughs> their skin. Do you know what I mean? Like, they can still use <laughs> it. 
I see you start getting those complaints. <laughs> They're gonna wake up, be black or something. Like, yeah. no, this is it's fine. Listen, like, Eminem still... had a do rag in it, so cool for them. It'll work. It'll uh, work. We have my looking good. I actually yeah. wanted to ask you in terms yeah. of like ingredients, because I've been looking into just having a dry itchy scalp, using the right things. Mm. I used a little mix the other day: castor mm. oil, coconut oil, shea butter. Mm. Like making your own little home homemade products and testing. Is that would you advise things like that? Um, as long as you do a bit of reading mm. and kind of, you know, have a general idea of what you're of what you're trying to do. But yeah, no, you can do that. You can do that. You can kind of look for recipes, little homemade recipes and kind of mix it together. But you've got to be careful though as well because it depends on what you're using and, you know, certain things when you mix it yourself, you've got to store it mm, at yeah. the right temperatures and stuff. Mm. Just leave it on the bedside table. It might yeah. have to be in a cool, dry place. Yeah, you've got yeah. to have it in, in, in certain conditions. So you gotta you gotta always make sure you do your reading if you're gonna do it yourself at home. But you can do it. I know some. I know a lot of people that kind of mix up their own yeah. little formulas and just get the get the oils and blend. Because I can't lie to you, the whole do rag and dax like it won't work in the hair. Was just feeling tough. Mm. <laughs> I just had to let it breathe for a bit. I was just like, no, nah, yeah. I can't do it. Mm. But now nah, even even with the dax and all that stuff, you gotta wash it out as well. Sometimes That's you, you have people to forget. Feel, yeah, I know people come to your barber shop with their greasy hair. Yeah. That must be yeah. a pet peeve. Yeah, I remember when I was heavy on the dax. And um, one time I went to the barbers and he was like, listen, I, could, I can't. He'll cuss you, tell you, you can't cut yeah, your hair. Yeah, my, mine used to cuss me when I was young. Mm, he was like, yeah, me. man, all this business, like, yeah. just wash your hair out before you come. Mm. But that, like, And wow. that's that's the thing, like, because I would go to, when I was younger, I would go to the barber shop, and he would cuss me out for having all these kind of things. Mm. But you would never walk to a Tony and guy with product in your hair and mm. get cussed out by mm. the salon mm. guy. Yeah. They would say, would you like me to wash your hair out? So, mm. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Or I'm going to need to shampoo mm. before we start the haircut. And that's how it should be. When you when you go to a hair yeah. salon, it shouldn't matter what you've got in your hair. They yeah. should be able to deal with yeah. whatever you've got going on. Do you know what I mean? They should be able to look at your hair. Okay, cool. You've got a whole load of dax. So we're gonna have to wash it out mm. first. first. What's the what's the wait time like? Because I know that's what I was gonna get on. Because <laughs> I like just being getting in and, and getting out. out. If mm. we're gonna have to start washing the hair, like I, yeah. I, I, when I've got time, it's gonna be amazing. Come to Sheer and Shine, get get a nice treatment, get lay hair back, washed, just kick back, just kick back. Mm. Everyone, everything's when it's Saturday taken morning. I've literally got an hour, mm. and I want to get in and out. Mm. But at the same time. When you've got a load of products and stuff in your hair, mm. or if your hair is really dry, it actually take makes the haircut take longer to do okay. because it's it's harder for the barber to blend mm. when your hair is dry yeah. because like you might have um, flaky stuff and it's harder for him to see the blend that he's doing. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's actually beneficial to just wash the hair out, clear it out, and it's softer, it glides off easier. That's why when we get European clients, their haircuts take no time because their hair's very just just glides yeah. off. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because I was I was, was going to ask like, how do you overcome that? Because like barbering in our communities is very like fast paced. Mm. Like a lot of a lot of um, you get a lot of impatient clients. Mm. They come in and be like, they look at everyone like, oh barber, like how many people have you got? Mm. And he'll be like, oh, I've got six. Mm. <laughs> Walk yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, we get that, but at the same time, that's why we have a booking system. Mm. There we so go. if you're if you're a type of person and you are like that, you like to mm. get in and get out, then just book. Have you faced issues with like latecomers that have booked an appointment and you're like, listen, you missed your appointment? We and haven't had like, that issue yet. Oh yeah, um, because most of, 
Yeah, we haven't. I haven't actually experienced that because okay. anyone that's booked, everyone's is, prompt. As yeah, has been has been pretty prompt. So it's not something. If you're going to book faced. an appointment, you're, you know that's your time slot. So if you're late, that's on you, really. It's on you, really. Yeah, if you if you yeah, if, like because at the end of the day, if you're late and there's someone else that's waiting, mm. you're holding up their time now. So yeah, yeah. really, it's a bit like the GP man, because like if you're late for the GP, like listen, you can be early for the GP appointment and, and still, still have you. to wait. For but if you're late long, with the NHS, but, you're late. Yeah, yeah, but like sometimes if you're late and you miss your appointment, like you're there for time. Mm. Mm. Like you can't even, like you're sick in it, you can't even leave. Yes, it is what it is. But your shop's based in Croydon and I've been like dying to, even though it's a slightly different angle, mm. to chat to someone from that side of town. Because mm. I've got this through, there's something in the water over there. Mm. You've got <laughs> your shop, you're doing, like it's early, but yeah. I already get the impression things are going to go really well. Mm. God willing with the brand. You've got the boys killing it music-wise, Krypton Conan. Mm. You've got, you've got Stormzy. Stormzy yeah. you got Section the other day yeah. bringing out Drake, Drake on stage. Mm. What is in the water in Croydon? What's going on over there? Boy, well, I'm from South, innit? So, mm. And I'm born and raised in South. So I've been saying this from day that South is the place to be. So I'm biased. <laughs> like, I'm biased as hell, right? <laughs> I've always been like South. And... Um, yeah, we've always we've always had like great artists coming out of South. I don't know what it is. I think there's just a lot of um, creativity going on in South. Mm. A lot of people vibing off each other. Mm. A lot of you know that game is very competitive as it is. So when you've got a lot of talented people competing in one area, yeah. I don't know if you guys heard of Bonkers. Yeah, you know? yeah, Bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. He's 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 like you know doing mm. doing the thing right now. Do do you get a lot of them coming into? Um, a couple, yeah. a couple. But does that, that help? Does that help having a? We, you know, London's we're like we're kind of territorial, but we can quote unquote celeb. Does that help with a celeb client? Mm. It gives your shop a bit more notoriety. It does, it does. But we haven't had that many celeb clients, not mm. yet, anyway. Mm. But I feel like that's gonna change. I mm. feel like that's definitely gonna change. But we haven't had like I wouldn't say that our um, not yet, anyway. It hasn't mm. been like major celebrities and stuff. We just kind of got the community on lock right now. But okay. The, That's a good look. Yeah. No, we get a lot of um, kind of estate agents and kind of business people. In like young professionals. Yeah, young that, prof yeah. We get a lot of young professionals yeah. coming. And, um, but yeah, like like I said, now now that we're really pushing hard with the social media, mm. um, we will see that a lot more. I'm seeing he's more active. I've seen that the Twitter's got yeah. crazy Is numbers. Is it you behind yeah. the, the social media accounts? Or do you, okay. Two, yeah. Are you, eventually, are you just going to have a designated team? that just deal eventually, with that and you guys eventually but that's another thing about being like a business owner or entrepreneur is like you kind of not get controlling but you, you're nervous to hand anything that's the right word controlling mm. it's your yeah. baby isn't it it's, it's your baby you want you have it. to find the right person like mm. if you're gonna especially something social media like yeah. social media can kill you instantly if someone just posts up the wrong, the wrong tweet, thing yeah mm. uh, it can be very bad and the, the general public don't think Oh, that's probably Sally, the intern that post, <laughs> that posted that up. Do you know what I mean? They Listen, just think this is sheer and shine. Live, they trust are. me. Like we we live in a screenshot in culture. Yeah, you can delete the you, tweet. You can delete the tweet, but it. someone will screenshot that ASAP. Yeah, and that will live you forever because yeah. that'll just get a thousand retweets quick. Yeah, especially if it's controversial. Mm. And so, yeah, so that's kind of what scares me about handing it over mm. and I mean at the moment even now like before I send the tweet sometimes I might just show Lena like is that okay like <laughs> I do the same that because do you do you back with that because uh, uh, it's it's really minimal but I do understand the presence of social media it does play mm. quite a big part especially where you're quite young and you're still starting up mm. um like I even we was tweeting the other day um about Oscars 
mm. performance. Do you ever, like you say, you're showing, do you battle with like the whole, it's just there, you could just instantaneously just tweet out your feelings, but you kind of want to hold back because you don't want to make the brand look bad. Yeah, and I've, there's this, we was having this conversation um, not too long ago because I feel like now, when you've got so much eyes on you, you mm. have to be careful with what you say and how you portray yourself. Whereas before, you can just be in the moment. Yeah. And in that moment, you're just raging or whatever. And then you just tweet it, send it out. You just, you're just expressing yourself. And someone said, yeah, oh, I just left Sheer and Shine, had a shit cut. Yeah. yeah I know a bit of you, just, you might want to hit them up on the Twitter of like, yo, listen, it's because you came in with a greasy head top. <laughs> just throw a quick shade. Trust. And yeah, like, it's, it's true. Like, in the moment, you think, ah, you just want to just clap back. Mm. That's this is why it's good to have a, a business partner as well that you work with or someone that's more clear of mind. Mm. And it we both have our moments where we just wanna you're in your emotions, you're in your feelings, you just wanna say whatever. And then, you know, that's why it's good to have someone to vibe off to try and avoid those those little slip ups. Yeah, you don't need so to mess up when you're so young. Because yeah, at the end of the day, like you're human in it sometimes. Mm. Mm. Especially if it's something that's so delicate to you. Mm you're going to want to clap back mm. like when you when you you know face mm. criticism but it comes with the territory in it mm. so you have to kind of adjust yeah it does to and, the fact and not even just with clapbacks like even when it comes to things like having certain political stances mm. sometimes that can be like you want to put your views across and sometimes it's like you know what I'm just going to but the thing I don't really like with me I'm weird on that because Politics is like you can say I don't follow politics. I'm not mm. interested, but everything is politics. You have politics mm. and everything. I'm sure you have it within mm. you trying to do your business. Like there's politics within everything, and there's some things, especially like we're just coming out of. I like, call it's not here in the UK. It's in the US. Black History Month. Mm. I'm petty, so if it's Black History Month mm. in the US, I'm celebrating too. We'll have yeah, October. Yeah, yeah. I get an extra month as well. Mm. So much stuff is on the agenda, race wise. Mm. You see stuff online. It's just it's almost difficult not to even engage because you have the way you feel about things. You see certain yeah. things and you're like, I don't really agree with yeah. that. Yeah, and that's, and say for example, like I see a lot of things on my timeline. You see mm. like a lot of um, injustices happening and just a lot of madness that you think, what? And you want to just tweet your emotions or tweet mm. your feelings, but at the same time, I have to think with my business brain, when I look at other brands, other business brands, it's very rare do you see them get involved with political issues mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, they're just a business. Yeah, they just provide a service, essentially. Exactly, yeah. they're just providing the services. They're not necessarily there to be a, to co a commenter on social yeah. issues. So and on my personal Facebook, mm. I'll, I'll, I might address certain things, you yeah, know what I mean? But when yeah. it comes to the sheer and shine on the brand side of things, we, we're very careful with what we say. Oh yeah, most definitely, yeah. because at the end of the day, like with social media, I think um, a lot of things can get misconstrued. Yeah. Especially like everyone tries to decipher everything. Mm. Like, especially on Twitter, we're, we're in an error, they're offended. Mm. So it's fake offense though. Like for more, a lot of the time I think it's, people aren't even angry. They just, oh, that's what everyone's jumping on. Oh, cool. Mm. I'm upset too. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah. it goes a long way. Mm. For some reason, it just goes a long way. Mm. Like when someone gets offended and then it just, it just rings off. And it can just spread quicker than a fire. Yeah, and it's just once it once it's gone, it's like you said, we're in the screenshot age. Like once it, 
the it's internet in. doesn't forget anything. Nah, I told I mean? everyone the internet always wins. Like, yeah. You've seen people's mums catch catch flack on Twitter, so we hold no prisons. But what I was going to ask yeah. you is, of course, um, one of your major USPs is the fact that it's a black-owned business. Mm. Um, we all like money, mm. and it comes with the territory. Mm. Someone wants to come along and buy you out. Mm. Have you have you crossed that? Because I see Lena smiling. Have you crossed that? Yeah. Have you had that conversation? We've had this conversation, and um, at the end of the day, like me and Lena are both entrepreneurs, Mm. so I've got a gazillion ideas of things that I want to bring into the market and gaps that I see. So potentially, Mm. if someone came along with the right amount of cash, it could happen. I think everyone's got a price. Mm. Yeah, but at the same time, we've both agreed that we want. Shiranshan to remain black owned like mm. regardless of who, of, of yeah. what we decide even if we do decide to sell it we do want it to remain majority black, black owned, owned yeah. yeah and that's not to say that we don't work with anyone else we work with anyone because business is business yeah. mm-hmm. um, but we do want Shiranshan to remain black owned no, I'm yeah, with so that man because there's a niche in the market it's yeah. definitely something we need it's yeah. refreshing especially when I was saying to you earlier on um, all the examples we have out there mm. Everyone's kind of the same thing. Yeah, and so, I think that's that's a largely what makes us different as well. That, like you said, that is our USP. The fact that we are for the community, by the community, kind mm-hmm. of thing. If we then sell it off to someone else, is we've just. I lost know what our it is. USP. I would I would understand it, but I know there'll be the little mer- people probably be a bit disappointed because mm-hmm. people will be disappointed because it could go to, um, you know, the wrong hands. Someone that don't really care about the brand or, or the products or what it does to their consumer mm. as long as it gets bought mm. cool we're fine mm. but like with you mm. you're actually testing it on yourself like you actually yeah. care about um you know the the, mm. the consumer mm. and and what it does to their hair yeah. the benefits and the pros and cons of the product mm. that's what we need so yeah. if it's in the in the hands of another black owner mm. they will have the same ethos yeah that's that's we'd hope that's, so, that's our, yeah, yeah that's, that's so, our priority anyways that if if we was to ever get to that stage it would have to be someone who shares our values on mm. what we're trying to do and, and do you know what i mean so um like i said we work with anyone we might even have shareholders you know what i mean that's business but in terms of selling off the company and running the company we want to make sure that our values are maintained mm. yeah no i'm with that i mean um it's touched on quite a lot. I want to say thanks for coming down. Um, what I did want to actually ask you is, where do you see yourself? I know it's quite a broad question in terms of like mm. the brand, two, three, four, like five years is always a general question. Mm. Where do you see yourself? You seem like someone's quite forthright mm. and you've got a plan in place. Yeah, I mean, I just see us growing. I mean, I want us to be kind of on, like when I when I first opened the shop, I said I want Sheer and Shine to be kind of the Afro-Caribbean equivalent of like Tony and Guy. So you're going to have chains out there, high yeah. street. Mm. Yeah, so I want us like Tony and Guy, like the equivalent on that kind of standard yeah. as the benchmark that I've kind of set us at. In terms of the product, I just want us to be whenever uh, a young black guy thinks of something that he needs for his hair. That's I the want go-to to product. Think, yeah, I want us to be the go-to, the market leaders mm. in, in men's hair care yeah. products. Yeah. And there's not a lot of us out there. So I, I, that's my goal. there's no other he's the only yeah, one you know what I mean like, solo so out here boy that's, that's yeah, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm going to say to you remember what I'm saying this to you but probably about six to nine months time you're going to see mm. there's probably going to be a big brand out there mm. that's probably going to fund uh, 
mm-hmm. a black startup mm-hmm. because there is demand for it. We spend mm-hmm. a lot of money on a lot of things, a lot of products. Yeah. In terms of the marketplace. They're going to look at your doing as some sort of blueprint and they're going to mm. like, oh, we're going to try and match this or mm. even emulate it. Yeah. We've got the budget. Yeah. That's we to could be possibly expected. do that. That's mm. business. Like That's I read the article expected. about a month ago. Um, I don't know how accurate the stat was, but essentially what they were, what they were saying was um, in the black community, mm. our money gets moved around the quickest. Like, as soon as we get it, we spend it. Mm. Like we spend our money the fastest. Mm. And we're, like, we're like the smallest part of the demographic by like 80%. We spend, we spend a lot of money. Mm. We spend a lot of money. What was that figure that you read? That was about African America. That was in that was in America. They were mm. saying that um, African American uh, consumer spending power is expected or estimated to rise eventually to one point three trillion dollars in the next couple of years. That's all them what? Jordans. Yes. <laughs> That's all them Jordans. Yeah, trillion, Mm-mm. trillion, trillion. So that's crazy. And that's in the next few years. So so we have spending power. Mm. So that's why sometimes when um, larger retailers say that we're too niche, I'm like, mm? do you know what I mean? Do you know how many? Maybe they think that was really selective of our spending. Don't I don't, think, I don't I, think you can even say, I think sometimes too niche is they're just trying to downplay. Because mm. there's nothing wrong with being niche. Because mm. you've got a target audience. Mm. You know, if as long as you can cater to their needs, mm. it's very specific. Mm. Then you've got, like I said, we were, we're talking about course, the beard oil is, the prevalent one, but you've got a range of different products out there. Mm, yeah. And then once the brand is solidified, like I know people, just from you saying things like Tony and Guy, then women just go, they don't, it's probably not the best one, but yeah. it's a trusted brand. Mm. So if they've got bottles of shampoo on the shelf, mm. what's going to sell first? Of course mm. it's going to be theirs. Because yeah. they've got a brand that you now can trust in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, niche, well, if your niche is worth one point something billion, it can be niche. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real it talk. Does, it, it's fine. And, it's true, man. And you know, it's not even all about money. Like I'm, like my focus is just bringing something to the market that's needed. Mm. And like, as long as me and my family and my circle are, are living and we can live mm-hmm. well, then sound like an that's, artist that's right now. Main, I want you to get that focus. coin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to get those checks. <laughs> yeah, bro, the checks will come. Get the, the checks, checks come. If you're, if you're doing something that you're passionate about and you're filling their needs, then the checks will come. Without dipping your pockets too much, are we starting yeah. to see some? Yeah, no, we some some we're, some yeah, profits. Yeah, we're seeing we've we've already made profits. Yeah, the money's it's coming in. It's like we're optimistic. Mm. We're optimistic. Like everything is moving in the right direction that we're planning. So, so it's a service for the people. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's people are going to need it. At the end of the day, I don't think it will be um, one of those products where people want it, but the people will start to need it mm. after like they they become so used to using a product and they see the benefits. Mm. And like, oh, I can't go without this. Mm. I can't even I can't even go to the rave unless I got the share and shine. <laughs> once, once you once you once you try it, then that's it. Do you know what I mean? Once once, once you, you try pop, it, you just can't stop. Yeah, once you, pop, you can't stop. Once <laughs> you try it. I mean, no I, use back. My, I use my own products every day. Mm. Put it that way. Like, I once you try it, the, the, the smells are really good. So I'm, I'm like, I can with a with a clear heart, I can promote my stuff. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, I know that it's good. I've done the research. Like, so the yeah. Peppermint in that. Yeah. I need that eucalyptus. Good. But let the um, the people know where your shop is, where they can find you. 
Okay, so the shop is in Croydon, 17 St. George's Walk, East Croydon. Um, if you don't know where that is, we're right opposite the Nando's. Just up, up, up <laughs> Wonderful the place. Right, hey, listen, <laughs> perfect <laughs> location. Trust me, everyone knows where the Nando's is in Croydon Mad. and the cinema. We're right opposite there, so you can walk in. Like, I've got the finest barbers in Croydon. Um, in terms of the products, you can get that online, shearandshine.co.uk. Sorry, shearandshinegrooming.co.uk. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Sheer and Shine, Instagram at Sheer and Shine, and um, everything yeah, Sheer and Shine. Everything Sheer, Sheer and Shine. shine. Hashtag Sheer and Shine. Hashtag Sheer and Shine. Nice. No, but thanks again Listen, for coming, Dan. No worries, gonna, I'm going to have to invest. Yeah, man. You won't, invest, you won't man. regret it. Let me know. Get, get this bid. Get this, get this beer gang that pop in on a nah, I need man. It's, it's small, man. We need that, man. <laughs> but hashtag off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. False yes. forever, Mr. Vans. Done now. Good on this conversation, never hurt anyone. And uh, thanks for listening.